How do you actually get started with this photo editing malarkey thing? Yes, really. Hi and welcome to episode 127 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. No, no Google required in this episode. Want me to answer your photography question? Well, get your thinking caps on. More on this at the end. Before I get on to the answer a bit... I need to breathe and slow down. That's better, isn't it? Okay, so here is the answer a bit. To get into this photo editing malarkey thing, start with one photo. Just one photo. Choose one photo that is interesting. Choose one photo that you like the look of. Choose one photo that you are happy to spend time working on. Choose the best photo. Choose that one photo that you will be happy sharing with the world and edit that one photo. That's it. Choose one photo. Yep, that really is it. Don't worry, there is more to this that I will explain, but this is going to be a less than 10 minutes episode, if I can manage it for the first time. Well, I'll say that now, so let's see. Depends how much ad-libbing I do. And that was take three of that sentence, because the first two were much too much of a struggle, clearly. Okay, so how does choosing one photo help me? I hear you saying. All right then, well, you've been out taking photos. You've been on holiday. You've loads of photos you've never edited. Whatever. You're faced with some photos. So what do you do? Well, the first decision, and often the most difficult decision we photographers have to make, is to choose which photos to edit. And by doing that, which photos we're not going to edit. Now, there's a natural tendency to think that every photo that we've taken is an amazing photo. Or is that just me? There is also a natural tendency to think that we have to edit every photo. Yes, edit every photo. I used to do this. No, do not do this. You do not have to edit every photo. Not sure why I'm shaking my head on a podcast, but that's how strongly I feel about this. You never have to edit every photo, dare I say, ever. How do I know this? Well, this is what I used to do. I used to edit every photo. Why is this bad? Well... Not every photo's great. Not every photo is worth editing. Now, would you not rather spend time editing the best photo, and I mean photo, rather than spending time editing a load of similar images? Well, I know what I'd rather do. Now, the reality is that when I go out taking photos, and yes, I'm talking about me now, some of the photos that I take will be better than the others. Now, that's a great start to this. So what about the ones that aren't that great? Well, you can chuck them in a folder. Or you can just delete them if you're feeling brave. That's what I do these days, but I have been doing it for a few years, to be fair. Rubbish, get rid of it. I have never once regretted deleting the photos that I instinctively thought were rubbish. I'm not expecting you to necessarily. Maybe not yet. Maybe in the future, something to aim for. And from those photos that are better than the others, that you've kept, you haven't filed away or deleted, choose one photo. One photo. That's the best photo. I mean, like I said in the intro, Choose one photo that is interesting. Choose one photo that you like the look of. Choose one photo that you are happy to spend time working on. Just deleting something there. Choose one photo that you will be happy sharing with the world. And edit that photo. If you don't do this, this is what can happen and has happened to me. Now, whatever photo editing software you use, and this... This isn't just about, this isn't actually about Lightroom. It's whatever photo editing software you are using. There are so many ways to rate photos. You've got star ratings, colours, flags, thumbs up, 
pics, all sorts. Oh, I don't know what else there is. There's just there's so many ways we can rate photos, and, and therein lies part of the problem. What do the ratings mean? How do the ratings help you choose a photo to edit? Well, they don't. I used to spend a long time rating my photos, and I mean a long time. I used the stars one to five. I had to decide what one, two, three, four, and five meant. Five was a portfolio image. So if I ended up with, say, ten five-star photos, not five-start photos, as it says in my script that I have ever so carefully checked three times and still found errors. Well, I thought I had ten photos that deserved a five-star rating. But what did that actually mean? It meant whatever I wanted it to. It meant nothing, in effect. I have ten five-star knockout world-beating I <laughs> third time lucky on this sentence, and it's not a tricky sentence to be fair. Let's try again. I have ten five star knockout world beating masterpiece photos. Which one is the best? I got there. Well, yeah, like I say, I could spend loads of time carefully rating and grading the photos I took, and that's what I did. And it became pretty much a technical exercise, but it was it was a quite meaningless technical exercise. The one thing this didn't do, it didn't get me a new photo. Sorting and rating photos, that's not creating new work. It's a distraction. It's an unnecessary distraction. So get rid of the rubbish, and yep, I still take rubbish, and I delete it. Look at the rest and pick one photo and edit it. Take the time that you would have spent adding flags and labels and all that stuff and edit that one photo. Do this and guess what? You have a new photo. Photography is about creating photographs. If we are rating and sorting photos, we're not creating new work. Choose one photo and edit it. Well, what's the worst that can happen? Well, the worst that can happen is that you don't really like the photo once you've edited it. Okay, so this has cost you a bit of time, but that's all. But in doing this, you'll have learned something. You'll have learned what may be possible with one of the other photos. You'll have learned a little bit more about editing. You'll have learned a little bit more about your photos and yourself and how you see them, which is all good stuff. And you never know, you might like it. It might be the one out of the set that you like. And that's why just choose one photo, go with your instinct, go with your gut, go with what you feel. You took the photos, they mean something to you. Pick the best one for you. I mean, this is a starting point. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying only ever edit one photo. I'm not saying that for a second. But you've got to get started somewhere with something. And it's easier to sort photos and file them and move them around and rate them and add flags and pics and colours and everything. It's easier to do that than com- to commit to editing. But you're not getting anywhere. So that that's what this is really all about. And yes, this applies whatever software you're using. And and on whatever device you're using, PC, laptop, mobile phone, well, anything really, doesn't matter. But doing this, as in picking one photo, takes away a load of decisions, it takes away a big time suck, which is sorting photos, and it helps you create new photos. And it, and it gives you clearer thinking. That's another thing. You're picking a photo, you know what you're doing. Rather than not being sure which photo to edit, you're just picking one and doing it. It helps you. So it, it might sound ridiculously simplistic, um, but if you think about it, well, which I have, it makes perfect sense. Well, it does to me. Choose one photo, edit one photo. That is how you get started in this photo editing malarkey thing. Photo editing malarkey thing. Now, where did that come from? Well, that came from the depths of my brain somewhere. It's probably a place where I don't want to go too often because it's a bit of an odd term, isn't it? But when I was writing the title, that was <laughs> that was genuinely the first thing that sprang to mind. Concerned? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Just hit the microphone, so I'm going to have to say all that again. There you go. You didn't even know, did you? Not sure why I told you. 
Now, The One Thing, that there's actually a book called The One Thing, and I have read it. I don't want to go on about it here, but this principle you could apply to, um, well, anything. I'm a big fan of doing one thing at a time. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm far too big a fan and far too proud of saying that I can only do one thing at once, but I'm being honest here. I can only do one thing at once. And if you're doing one thing at a time, you'll do it better. And if you're doing one thing at a time, you'll do it quicker, more efficiently, and hopefully you'll enjoy doing it more. So it's all good stuff. And it doesn't cost anything, this. This is all free stuff that you can do. And you get a new photo out of it. Right, to be clear, which I've never said on my podcast before, I'm not saying only ever edit one photo from a shoot, holiday, whatever. But I am saying choose one photo, edit that photo, study it, learn to know it inside out. And once you've done all that and you're finished with the photo, more on that in the next episode, then and only then choose another photo to edit or not. It's up to you. Right, the talky bit. Well, that's all that bit was, really. It's all been a bit talky, hasn't it? And that was my plan. What do I do? Well, if I'm photographing a sunrise, I only want one photo. And that's genuine. I only want one photo. So what I do is I'll decide on the best composition and I'll take that photo a number of times, starting long before sunrise and finishing sometime after, but capturing that moment when the sun appears. But I've got the range of changes in the lighting before and after. But it's one composition to get one photo. That is it. And that's what I do for every sunrise. I make one composition. Like I say, I capture the changing light. I'm only after one photo. And when I'm back in my office, I'll choose one photo and edit it. I only want one photo. And on a sunrise, this was this was a game changer for me. It changed everything about how I photograph a sunrise. It really did. Rather than trying to get, you know, do you get one before the sun comes out from here, one from over there, blah, blah, blah. No. And, and I started getting the composition that I wanted the day before, which is a, another top tip. So no, one photo was a game changer because I could sit there, watch the sunrise and just take photos as and when needed. Now, if you've got a remote control for your camera, even better. You can sit back, relax. You're not sat behind your camera. You're sat there taking it in, taking photos when you need. I don't need two photos of a sunrise. What am I going to do with them? When I've taken a load of photos of a sunrise from different viewpoints, I've only ever used one of them. I didn't realise that until recently, but that's true. And on a commercial shoot, I apply the same principle, but this is applied to the client brief. If I need to provide, say, 30 photos, then I'll try to take 30 photos and edit those 30 photos. And if I can do that, I've nailed it because I haven't got any time to sort images. Doesn't happen. I always take more than 30 photos, but that's the um, that's my ideal. Right. The last word. Well, (laughs) it won't surprise you to hear me say this. Choose one photo, edit it, spend time on it, study the photo and what you've done to it. Do the best you can with that one photo and only then think, are there any other photos worth editing? And you might find that a lot of the time the answer is no, I've taken the best photo and I've edited it. Right, time to move on. I've gone over 10 minutes. Next episode, Photography Explained podcast episode 128. Not sure why there's a dramatic pause there. How do I know when I've finished editing a photo? It's taking forever. Yep, more experiences from the past, which will help you. So do you want me to answer your questions? Well, you're not limited to one question, by the way. No, no, not with me. My podcast has, after all, been created to answer your photography questions and not mine. So please get in touch with your question or questions. And when I answer it or them, sorry, too many variables here, aren't there? I'll give you a number of shout outs in the episode, which will exist forever in podcast land. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. You can also find out more about my podcast there and do stuff to help me, which would be nice and would be appreciated. 
This episode was powered by, well, the script said, wait for it, a homemade banana smoothie. Yes, really. No cheese sandwich, no crisps, well, not yet, in a bit. No, a banana smoothie, which I sipped while writing this episode in my homemade, acoustically cushioned recording emporium. Yep, the acoustic treatment is now cushions and one fleecy blanket. It works for me. (laughs) Right, I'm done. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time. Look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions in future episodes. Please get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Take care. Stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.